Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy, joined by TC, Mr. Tron Carter. Gosh, we had so much that we had to get to last week and so much we didn't get to, so we're back again. Tron, how are you? I'm great, Randy. It's great to have another robust agenda here. Uh, you know, stuff's flying around on the trade rumor front mm. in, the, in the NFL all sorts of stuff happening in the association. Uh, you're coming to Jack's tomorrow. Just all sorts of things happening. How was Halloween? How was trick-or-treating? Uh, how stressful? What's that like with two young kids? It sucked. I, I, like, I hate Halloween. I, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. People can call me a curmudgeon or whatever. <laughs> it was a lot more fun when it was just like an excuse for everybody in college. Or, you know, for, for everybody in college to just get blacked out. And yeah. for like all the all the ladies to just be extremely scantily clad, it was didn't like their one hall pass yep. for you know just dressing like a complete and utter uh, you know. <laughs> and, well, and honestly, if we're being if we're being real, a great excuse for a lot of the guys too. A lot of the guys that were putting time in at the gym, you know. That's true. I feel like I feel like Halloween was their time to shine. That's true. But yeah, so you know, in, and a Monday Halloween unacceptable. I mean. It's it's like four days of Halloween, you know? It, the right. kids have stuff on Friday, there's parties all weekend, and then trick-or-treating on Monday night, which I will say, a uh, bunch of people uh, in our neighborhood, people take the golf carts around. One guy built a pirate ship on top of his golf cart, so it looked like <laughs> a pirate course, ship of course. sailing around yeah. with like a of mast course. and everything. Uh, some people down the street made chili. They were handing out uh, chicken that. chili Hell to, yeah. you know, all the uh, all the... The parents, some people handing out alcoholic beverages. You know, it was good. It was it was good to see the community out. But man, I'm just I'm I'm worn out from Halloween. Well, well, last question: How do you guys handle the logistics with the kids? Do you both go out trick or treating? And the reason I ask that then is: Do you have coverage at your house? Do you just set out a, a big bowl of candy and tell people to take one? How how do you handle the passing out? as opposed to like the going out and accompanying the kids. Yeah, we like we go out pretty early cuz of Gustav and then my mother-in-law comes over. She kind of handles duties at the house, handing out candy, etc. and then we typically bring Gustav back home, put him down to go to sleep and then I'll go back out with Freddy or go okay. you know, go go down the street to you know, a driveway party or something like that. So, and then last night was complicated. Freddie just wanted to watch the Bengals Browns game oh, last night. We stayed up and watched kid. it till the third quarter. So that was probably the most scary thing he could have watched, if uh, <laughs> at least from my Bengals perspective. Uh, all right. Well, we got a big agenda. Before we dive into it, let me thank one of our sponsors off the top. That is our good friends at Whoop. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach and official fitness wearable of the PGA and LPGA tours. Monitor your recovery, sleep training, and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better, and now feel healthier with Whoop. And they're all new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. 
The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features a new smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it was designed with their new Anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their Whoop Body Sensor Enhanced Technical Garments TC. For all the listeners, the all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. And for any members, if you have six months left of membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. On top of that, right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code NLU15 at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter NLU15 at checkout to save 15%. Thank Whoop for being a great sponsor of the Trap Draw. And um, TC, I think we start with uh, just a little bit of house cleaning. And I want to offer sincerely, I know last week we had talked all about South Korea just a horrible tragedy over there in Seoul. I think 150 plus people killed by just like a stampede, a crush, which is really, really scary. So uh, sending our love over to South Korea, hated hated hearing about that. Yeah, such a bummer. Uh, really strange too. We were in that exact neighborhood slash alleyway, you know, a week and a half ago. So just crazy. And then the bridge collapse in India as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some sad stuff going on there. Um, I, I think the next place we have to go is, is, uh, you know, another place where, where, uh, we've, we've talked about it here recently, Columbia university. Neil thinks that we're, we're unfairly targeting his, his alma mater, you know, which, uh, I, I think that we need to express that we're, we're concerned about him as well. Right? We are. Yes, we are. And, you know, for Neil to take a victim complex when we've highlighted the the laundry list of people that quite honestly Columbia has has victimized. I, I think that's it really makes me disappointed in Neil. And um we're gonna have to call him back onto the trap draw at some point to just account for the university and you know what his response it's it's not good it's not good at all which big i had a um you know i was i was reading about this stanford situation the yes. stanford band you know i guess the tree got suspended they're saying the band suspended the tree not the university itself uh there was all sorts of i guess there's you know the tree did some things. Uh, there's some new rules going around on the Stanford campus. Randy, you spent a lot of time on the Stanford campus. I did. Would you like to elaborate on, on these rules? Yeah, we were there last, uh, well, this past February, end of February, beginning of March, and very cool campus. I, the most activities I've ever seen on a campus. They have so many just recreational areas, whether it be like a turfed soccer field. They have basketball courts, tennis courts, like very very big sports infrastructure for, for every student at Stanford, which was cool. So I saw a ton of people out and about, ton of people riding bikes. Uh, we did not get invited to any like house parties, so I can't comment on the actual fun taking place on Stanford. But I will say was super impressed with just how much outdoor activity there is to offer for people. Well, it sounds like they're, they're discriminating against certain activities. Uh, I'll put it that way. I've had some people reach out, some graduate students that live there, you know, or live on campus, live nearby campus. They said they've, they've outlawed all sorts of part, you know, all the house parties, 
any sort of outdoor drinking, any sort of beer pong, any sort of, you know, anything fun, basically. So they're, you know, the students are pissed. There's all sorts of dissension in the ranks. And uh, it, it, it got me thinking about Neil. I can't remember if it was junior year or senior year. Um, I think it was his senior year. The Columbia band uh, started making fun of them. Like during the like during their halftime performance, they started making fun of the futility of the football <laughs> team, and to the point where like all the football parents were getting fucking livid, like so pissed. Sure, uh, sure, booing the band. Of course. So then the band gets gets asked not to, or really told not to perform at the last few games. It was a whole to do. There was letters to the editor. There was an op ed in the in the uh, you know Columbia student newspaper. Uh, just a, you know, a bad situation. My mom got into a shouting match with one of the, uh, one of the band members, I think on the way out of one of the games. Peg is, Peg is not one to be trifled with. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a tale as old as time. I mean, shit, the Stanford band, they were the ones on the field, right? The band is on the field. Exactly. And the Stanford band is known far and wide as being very... Alternative counterculture, uh, love to pull off pranks, and I, I really would hate for the Stanford band to get neutered. I, I think that could be the worst possible outcome of all of this, or as I was reading in the Stanford Daily, the, the university's, quote, war on fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I, this is something I think we just, all we can do is monitor. I think you may need to reach out to Coach Walker as well. Um, yeah. So I, I will. think that, I will. and then I think the other big story. Uh, a lot of people, you know, this this generated a lot of buzz out in the uh, on the gram, which was down this week, by the way, for for a bit, and and on Twitter, uh, a lot of people wondering if uh, I will fly my new puppy, Julius Peppers. Uh, his name's Peppers, but I call him Julius Peppers. Uh, Great name. Great name. On United, you know, as I'm a Premier 1K member, to dine at the dog restaurant in San Francisco. What I'll say is um, I I would probably look to do that if we had a direct flight on United to San Francisco from Jax. So I'm calling on United to to add a direct to the West Coast from Jax. I can't tell you. I think I got thousands of notes <laughs> of people just will Tron take julius peppers to the to the san francisco restaurant i said folks i i i had to tell her I, I simply do not know i i think it's in the realm of possibility i honestly you could you could fly out to denver and i could come to the airport hang with julius and then you could go denver to sfo maybe it's true i uh you know i'm probably more predisposed to take our our old dog our our older dog uh rugby who's like 13 to the tasting menu. I think he's got a much more refined palate. Would appreciate it. I think Julius is too young. He's too young to appreciate it. <laughs> I will say, you know, when I went on that little rant last week, I was kind of hoping to piss a few more people off. Didn't really get any <laughs> mentions. Nobody nobody got in my ass about, you know, my dog is the best and, and he or she deserves to be treated to a fancy, fine dinner. I thought I was going to get some of that. Uh, you little... got a few on Instagram. There were a few that I was, okay. I was like, like people misrepresenting the hell out of what you said. They're like, well, you go on fancy golf trips. Like that's the same thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. My dog's not like taking me on a fancy golf trip though. Like I, I as a human, I am choosing to do that. Um, 
So yeah. Which I, I did take Julius yesterday. I took him to, uh, uh, my wife said, I, I said, hey, do you want to go to lunch? She said, sure. Uh, I said, where do you want to go? She said, why don't we go to another broken egg? Which, you know, I'm a big local guy, but there's, you know, there's another broken egg and then there's first watch. I'm much bigger first watch guy. I think first watch is far yeah. superior, I like much first fresher. Watch. Yeah. Great, great menu offerings. If I'm going to go chain for breakfast. But another broken egg, they allow dogs on their porch. So we brought rugby and Julius Peppers and, uh, you know, Julius enjoyed it. I, he had, he had some, some, uh, you know, a smoothie and some juice and, you know, I, I coursed out an entire, <laughs> entire meal for him in your honor, Randy. <laughs> you know, I'm a little concerned with this proliferation of dogs. Like, I feel like, I feel like my rights and where your where your dog's rights begin and i'm just not comfortable with how ingrained they're becoming in some of my day-to-day uh activities big I, I i'm a huge dog guy and i will co-sign that with you i you know i mean I, on an american flight a few years ago i had a dog take a shit on my foot <laughs> you know I, I like the 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 level of of abuse that that's what it people is people are taking out on the um the, the hospitality, hotel, service industry, yep. airline industry with all these bullshit, you know, fake service animals or emotional support animals. It's disgusting. TC, somebody flew with a service peacock. I mean, we can't, we, we just. We can't have it, Big. No, that's where society starts to break down. I, I feel like that's the true tipping point. Uh, Do you struggle at all out in Denver? I know there's a lot of dogs out there. Yeah, I struggle. I mean, one. Just walking down the sidewalk, these dogs take up so much room. I, I can't tell you how many times I get I get pushed off the sidewalk by an oncoming dog because they won't give me an inch. So I'm forced. To, I have to leave the sidewalk. Uh, what else? They're like in the coffee shops I go to. You know, I'm just sitting in a chair. Maybe I'm reading, minding my own business, and a dog might come up and just start like licking me or. You know, maybe he's interested. I, I might have a little pastry and it's like, what is going, where, who are you? Where's your owner? What is going on? And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's not good. They've, they've overtaken. There's a little baseball field directly behind my complex. It's, it's, it's essentially just a dog park now. You know, the kids, they, they can't play baseball on it. There are too many people with dogs just milling about all day. It's, it's terrible. Randy, I think, I think you should take off your Roback hoodie. All right, it's you, true. You know, you're wearing a Roback hoodie right now. It's got a Rhodesian Ridgeback logo on it. But Roback's great. I love Roback. I love Roback. Uh, that's really funny. Do you not like like have you have you always not like dogs or, or no? Not see, cared this is where dogs? you're going to get big me in dogs. Trouble. Is it all dogs? It started as a young boy with big dogs. Very nervous around big dogs. Um, our family never had a dog, so it was just something I never. I, I am just not comfortable. Like some people are. You know, they know how to pet them and approach them, and I, I, it just is all foreign. It's it's foreign to me. It's a foreign concept. So, and I know the dogs can sense my unease as well, which just makes it a terrible kind of feedback loop. Maybe they can sense that you have you have so much dog in you <laughs> that, that you know it, it makes them uncomfortable. Maybe they that's feel like they're. I'm the alpha, right? Maybe yeah. that's what they're. Yeah. So I don't hate dogs. I want to put that, I want to put that rumor to rest. I just, um, you know, we don't need to take them everywhere. They don't need they're to not do human everything. Beings. They're not, 
they're not human beings. And I know they're important to people and I would never, I would never question that, but you know, we just need to have some sense with the owners, you know, some, um, and, and many owners are great. Many owners are great, but you do get some bad ones. Just like parents. Yeah, I agree. Just like parents. The, the, the trap draw is, is a hundred percent aligned on this issue. And Julius looks forward to meeting. Him <laughs> I can't wait to weekend, meet him. By the way. Give him my best. Give him my best. <laughs> um, all right, TC. What? Oh my God, TC. I don't know why I didn't start the show with this. These are, I guess we should preface. These are more monitoring. I think we got to, some world yeah. events we want to touch on, and then we're going to dive into some sports takes. But uh, tough week for you, your guy. J- is it Jair? I don't know Bolsonaro? if it's Jair or Jair or <clears throat> Jair. I don't know. The uh, the former Brazilian president, Bolsonaro, uh, he got beat by Lula. He did. He's beaten COVID hundreds of times, <laughs> but uh, unable to beat. Came know, up short this his, time. his sternest opponent. So yeah. I, was, I was reading about this, a huge upset. I think the polling was pointing towards a Bolsonaro victory. Lula took it. The, the most positive thing I've read from just a societal standpoint is Lula has pledged to immediately stop all deforestation of, of the Amazon, which, you know, and we're big jungle bird guys, so we are. This is this is big, and I think it's it's sincerely probably a really good thing for the environment, for the world. Uh, and I hope he Lula follows through on that pledge. Pig, I got to tell you, I, I forgot about this. I meant to tell you this a couple of weeks ago. There's this person that lives on the street behind us that has like this massive fucking bird, <laughs> like like a like a it's I don't know if it's like a toucan. Or it's like one of those really, really colorful birds. Yeah, that you see it like you know at the zoo or on like a cruise ship or whatever. It's like, it's like two feet tall, and it just they just they walk it every day on their shoulder. Cool. And then the bird will like walk down the street a little bit too. It's bizarre. And then last night in my neighborhood, uh, talking to some neighbors, you know, I asked, hey, like, what's you know we're relatively new on the street. I said, hey, what's the deal with these people across the way here? They said. Uh, oh, you, you haven't, uh, I will, I will leave the names out for, uh, you know, uh, for their, their safety, their privacy here. But he said, oh, you know, so-and-so, um, well, uh, there's three people that live there. Mm. Um, the wife, uh, she used to be married to, we'll call him Bob, but now she's married to John and John and Bob are best friends. Bob still lives in the house. Ooh. Ooh. So all three of them live together still and uh so so you know so we'll, we'll call her Susie. Susie and bob got divorced and but bob didn't move out john just moved in <laughs> that's interesting right yeah I, who's whose bird is it do you know is it joint custody well, no, this is a different this is a different oh. house right? oh okay, but they did okay. say they're like you know they said bob and john are never seen in public together and they're still best friends though uh, Crazy. I, that's a testament to friendship, I guess. I, I guess good for yeah. them. You know, don't don't let a woman come between you and your best friend. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know, maybe it's a lesson for us with the commish. That's right. You know, we we lost him, but we won't let that tear down our. You no, know, you know, it's it's more like uh, <clears throat> who we won't mention, but Zach Taylor. I think we we both said we cannot let Zach Taylor destroy what we have, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna comment. Yeah, Go exactly. I, 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 yeah, exactly. I can't even say his name. <laughs> um what else what else what else elon musk what what do you think of of old elon Uh, closing on twitter i know you're gonna spring for a blue check 
Yeah, I know that's oh, important to you. Hell yeah. I'm going to expense it too. Uh, DJ already asked on our weekly call. He's, you know, I think DJ is the only one amongst us that, that has the check mark uh, from his time at the PGA Tour. It, we, you know, we said, hey, that's absolutely a personal expense. If they start charging for those, like you can, you can front that money yourself, Deej. Which I think is fair. I think that's fair. I did want to, um, you, I believe you shared this, Tron, to our Slack group. But uh, speaking of blue check mark, some guy named Tristan Snell with a blue check mark uh, in just had the perfect tweet when Elon, the news broke, Elon had closed officially owns Twitter. Our guy Tristan said, and I quote, stay, hold your ground like the Ukrainians would. And it just, you know, if, if anything speaks to how dumb and stupid and overly serious people can get on this website, I think that's a perfect representation. Amen. Amen. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super keen to see too. I saw they're, they're starting to poke around in some of the Saudi financing behind the deal, Randy. Mm, mm, mm. So more, possibly more to come there. Uh, DJ sent over a story about all these vehicle thefts in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Like, what's, uh, this was a New York times article. What from last week, I believe October 20 something, uh, October 29th. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess mean, stuff. People just stuff's not good in Portland, you know. No, lock, more, lock more has it been up. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think Portland. It's kind of. It's really sad what's happened in Portland. It's kind of devolved, the degradation of Portland over the last ten to fifteen years from like a, idyllic, you know, kind of, really, really uh, like a place like Portlandia, right? The place mm-hmm. where, you know, you feel like you're kind of going back in time to. Maybe now it feels like you're going back to a different place in time, I guess. Um, but yeah, just, you know, kind of lawless. Downtown's kind of a, you know, a shell of itself, but you've got all these expensive condos there as well. There's a lot of hypocrisy out in Portland, I think, but it sounds like on both sides of the spectrum there, they just need to like start maybe enforcing some laws and prosecuting and, you know, just doing shit like that. Well, just kind of get back to basics, well, right? I, well, and I want to be very clear. This is not like, oh my God, Tron and Randy are scared of Portland. We love Portland. Uh, you and I... I've, I've been to Portland like four times in the last, five, you know, four years, I think. I mean, the two of us wanted to go downtown a couple summers ago at the height of the, the civil unrest there just to just to see what was going on. So it's, it's, it's not from like a... Oh my God, we read the headlines and we form an opinion. It's just like, no, like downtown Portland, it's it's shitty and dirty. And it's also like really cool and can be really awesome and is really awesome in a lot of ways. But you're right. It just, uh, they're struggling right now with, for a lot of reasons. And, and I feel bad for the people that live there. There's a lot of great people that live there. It's a great American city and it should be, you know, kind of a, a example of like, you know, it's got great neighborhoods. It's got great restaurants. It's got great bridges. Uh, you know, cool geography with the with the mountains it's right beautiful. there. It's, it's it's one of the more yeah, beautiful it's just cities. Like, yeah. So I feel bad for the you know the restaurant owners and the people who live there. Of like shit, man. Like you guys got to get your stuff together. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway. And I don't think Portland's alone in that, but it, this was a. Uh, <laughs> They've probably just taken it to the extreme. Yeah. They the the gist of the article that we we're talking about there's like a um, a citizen group that's formed essentially that is it's finding as many stolen vehicles as possible and reuniting them with owners 
it's it's totally they've taken it really out of the hands of of local law enforcement local law enforcement is not not doing anything in this regard so which is tough for you i know you back the blue ring of course of course of course of course um let's see what else is on our hit list oh this is maybe you can teach me a little something about this uh another new york times article recently about new york city's hasidic community and the political force they've become i know neil yeah, i talked to neil yeah I, I a lot about say. this he uh you know he his old neighborhood in brooklyn right by peter luger's there was was like hasidic central i mean they're everywhere they ran they they drive around in these big black suburbans they've all got a bunch of kids um they and they're like the large like they're one of the largest voting blocks maybe if not the largest voting block in the five boroughs right so they just exert their influence over everything but there's all sorts of controversy going on with you know homeschooling are they teaching even close to the curriculum of what the state requires, what the city requires, you know, kind of a, just an interesting flashpoint, but, but this was digging into, uh, you know, kind of the, the beginnings of that political power, how they exert it, everything like that. So uh, I, I always yeah. remember Neil telling us about all the Hasidic men just out on the streets, sitting in their running vehicles because they were just, they, they needed quiet space away from their large families. That's, that always struck me as kind of funny. Randy, I've got a small family and I do that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, you sent this, this over, this, this uh, Indian woman I eaten know. by a 22-foot python. This, TC, this is nightmare fuel for you. Uh, yeah. A, a woman in India, I guess like 54 years old, was out doing something and got eaten whole by a, by a 22-foot python, a boa constrictor. So what they say was he probably, the snake just wrapped itself around the woman, just squeezed her to death, and then literally just ate, ate all of her. They found the snake and they cut it open and they found the woman's body like still fully intact. It just it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I, I hate snakes. I hate like the way that they move rodents and i guess humans like through their body like they just wiggle them through to digest them it's yeah it's bad randy it's not good not good uh speaking of not good i think we we put this on a future astro dupes episode but uh the new york times again they uh they found an asteroid a, a quote planet killer that was mm. kind of hidden it was it was being blocked by the sun just something to look out for. I think this is truly the definition of monitoring. Of course, NASA just ran the exercise to deflect uh, a meteor hurtling towards Earth and, and whether that's a viable solution to save the planet. So we, who knows? We might, get some, uh, we might get some live reps sooner than later. Yeah. We should just fire a nuke at it too. Didn't DT talk about doing that? I think so. I think so. Or, or, or that, was, that, was, that was detonating a nuke to stop global warming, I think. Made DTR lots of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Randy, Delta is slot squatting in New York. I just wanted to tell you, I'm monitoring that. Okay. Ed Bastian, uh, he's been very, very slow in rebuilding their, their network. So, they're basically creating these dummy routes of sorts that, that, that are not going to be profitable, that are super short from places like Binghamton and Ithaca into LaGuardia and JFK, just so they can keep, you know, keep access to their routes, their slots in these, you know, large airports. 
are, are we so. pro Ed Bastian or or are we are we questioning his leadership? Uh, maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't think Ed. You know, I think he's 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 a shell of what my man Richard Anderson was. You know, he was proud to sit at CE Woman's desk every day, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody can be DUI Doug either, but. <laughs> Uh, I, this next one, you got tickled by this. The the Coyotes, the the NHL's. I did Phoenix Coyotes. Really bad franchise. Yeah, I mean they're they're a dog shit franchise. But you know, I guess they got they got evicted from their home arena, which is unbelievable. And to say in like 2022 that a professional sports team that you know, like I was looking at it yesterday, I think the average value of an NHL team like reached a billion dollars this year. Wow. You know, so a NHL team got evicted from their home stadium and uh, and had to basically in the midst of like I think they're going to build a new one but uh, in the midst of this they've got to find somewhere to play so they're going to play at Arizona State's new on campus hockey facility uh, which I didn't know Arizona State had a hockey program yeah a couple years ago now they yes is this like a new Pac-12 and SEC thing like are they going to get deep into college hockey it'd be kind of sick if you had like like SEC, like kind of some of these big schools that, you know, have some serious student support and alumni support getting into it. Yeah, it's interesting. I I I feel like this is just Arizona State kind of acting alone, but I'm, I'm not sure if kind of the West Coast or the Southwest, if there are more teams that are trying to get to Division One level in, in hockey. It's, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Which... Um, yeah, and I think it's, you know, but like overall, I'm tickled by it because I think it's a great thing for fans, right? I think a small, oh, yeah, f- you know, 4,500, 5,000 seat arena where you're right up on the glass and it's loud. And, you know, like I guess they're making money hand over fist this year versus in years past. They've sold out, whereas they went from having 60% of their, their you know, tickets sold to now they're sold out and the average cost of the tickets gone way up and the atmosphere is great and all that. I think it's probably a, Probably a a shining example of what a lot of pro sports teams should consider doing, especially as it becomes more of a TV product. Yeah, know? definitely. I think that's that's what's most interesting. Is I think we've started to see it in baseball. Honestly, the the smaller, more intimate stadium, right? The thirty five thousand yeah. to forty thousand capacity instead of maybe fifty five or sixty, because it's such a great TV product. I, I think it's just harder to entice people to get to the game in person of course you got to pay for parking and everything's so freaking expensive uh but yeah i'm trying to imagine like watching the columbus blue jackets at the old goggin right that would that would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. that, that would be a lot of fun <laughs> or the new goggin. or the, even the new goggin right. right 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 yeah um just a quick one the i saw a headline today uh the qataris are paying influencers to come to the world cup and write favorable <laughs> reviews of the country. Uh, just, you know, I guess they're doing this with four or 500 different sure. people, uh, so they, like a large Dutch fan group. Sounds like this is something for Luke Elvey and, and Blair Wheeler <laughs> and things of that nature to to really, you know, dig into. Like uh, the opportunities there, Luke, go snatch it. Go do it, man. Go do it. Oh, God. You getting in Luke's ass on Twitter is, you, you don't do it every day, but when you do do it, it always brightens my day. Yeah, I, I try not to, you know, abuse. It's it's a privilege to be able to do it. So I I try not to abuse it. Um, but yeah, he's just he's like 
highly, highly unintelligent. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I saw some news breaking this afternoon out of Anchorage Airport. Uh, I've reached out to Nate Carr for a full report. Nate is, Nate is uh, standing by. He's standing down right now, but he is standing by. Uh, I guess uh, this documentary filmmaker, which I dug in on his Twitter account, he's, he's uh, got some interesting things to say. Some of his, his AV equipment was stolen uh, out of his uh, luggage at the Anchorage airport. Now, many people were, were blaming United right off the bat. I think it's important to note that, you know, it could be, it could have been airport handlers that, you know, of course United is still liable, but it, it could have Absolutely. been some rogue airport handlers, Absolutely. not United that, that's a, that's a contract that, that's contracted out in most cases. And this, um, and this, I guess this guy had um, air tags, like not only on his luggage, but within the stuff that they took he tracked the air tags down to a very, very specific address, which happens to be right down the street from uh, Trap Draw guest Nate Carr's <laughs> house. So I, I can't, I can't wait to get an update on this. Yeah, yeah. When and if that happens. Uh, yeah. God, imagine being that Citizens guy. Citizens arrest. I shit. was gonna say, imagine yeah. being that guy and scrolling through Twitter and like, oh shit. Uh, that's that's good. That's good. We will. Um, yeah, we'll 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 get the latest from Nate throughout throughout the week on uh on this hot story and then uh spencer hall and holly had a great write-up on uh their england or alabama thing uh, i don't know if you saw that this week on channel six but i just wanted to give them a shout out they also added thailand or mexico australia or arkansas and uh <laughs> sichuan or texas to the lexicon as well and had some write-ups for all of those that's so those they are the best i will say one of my favorite things, both of them, Holly and Spencer, will post like their favorite TikTok videos in just a big thread yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> I, I mean, I watch each. They are, it's so good. It, it always makes me smile. Um, big, I, I just wanted you to know Matt Harpring's son. I'm getting reports that Matt Harpring's son, I believe Luke, is absolutely dominating on the hardwood wow. at the Marist School. Okay. And, you know, potentially going to play two, I think he's class of 2025. He's a freak on the gridiron as well, you know, so just something to monitor there. And then lastly, I wanted to get your take on, I saw the Random House Simon & Schuster merger was scuttled by the U.S. government. Do you have anything to say there? Well, I I had not seen that news specifically. I did see that the federal government brought, uh, I don't know if it was brought charges or indicted somebody. Maybe that's the same. I I don't know. Um, (laughs) Uh, I think that it's for, for violating the Sherman Act, like Article Two of the Sherman Act. It, it's you know they they never actually indict people on on antitrust violations, and so I think it was some construction company somewhere. Mm. Uh, so I just want to congratulate the the DOJ. I am for blocking most every merger right now. I think I think our economy is over merged in just about every area. I think it's anti-consumer that is dressed up as oh it's gonna be a great thing for the consumer we're gonna get efficiencies and it never works out that way all it does is invariably make the capital or the owners a lot more money so good on the doj i am officially against the random house simon and schuster merger and i thank you for bringing that to my attention tc randy is someone you know as a as a as an owner of simon and schuster it's uh, Simon Schuster and Carter. It's uh, it's very disappointing to hear you say. Well, that. I, house divided, house divided. 
Uh, well, let's get into some sports stuff, TC. Before we do, our other sponsor to thank today, DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, Everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go, TC, to bet on the NBA here in in betting-friendly Colorado. Listeners, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code NLU. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. With that said, should we start? Where do you want to start? NFL, NBA, something else? Let's start with... Let's start with NFL. I feel like uh, there's a there's a question here at the top that's being asked. You put it on the agenda. I'll let you ask it. Is Shani back? I would argue yes, in a big way. I mean, they kicked the shit out of the Rams last this past weekend. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. He first of all, he has McVay's Ooh. number. Like it's it's bad. It's, um, it is bad if you're a Rams it, fan. McCaffrey, he's you know looks like the missing link. Was that? Let me kind ask you this: Was that some... a little look at me having him throw, run, and catch a TD? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But also positionless football. We were talking that's about true. It, right. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, you know, it kind of papers over. I think they've still got some some issues on the offensive line. You know, I, I think they've got some injury issues. It sounds like they're gonna make maybe make a play for Deron Payne. Uh, get some more beef on the interior defensive line. I think they just traded Jeff Wilson two to the. Dolphins. The Dolphins are buying groceries. Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, they just traded for Bradley Chubb too, yeah. right? Huh. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I I think Shanny's back. Niners are back. It's it's like a total replay of last. It, season. it really is, and it's it's amusing, I guess, because I'm not a 49ers fan, but they both they I mean they looked awesome against the Rams. I watched the game. They I mean they executed. It, it, they just beat the shit out of them, and. Uh, I, you're, it's yeah. You just can't shake the feeling that this season's going to play out exactly like last season's did, and it's bound to be some Jimmy G pass that gets intercepted in a crucial moment, and they lose some point in the playoffs, and we're just we're going to do that whole off season over again, uh, which I can't wait for. It'll be fun. I I do want to say the Rams. Right, the the Super Bowl banner last year, it's gonna fly forever. So I think it's mission accomplished. But man, they seem like they're that that decline. It, it feels like it's gonna be swift, precipitous, yeah. and it's yeah. gonna be deep because they don't have many draft picks at all. And it seems like the you know they're gonna have to pay the piper at some point. Cam Akers thing doesn't seem good. Seems like you know McVeigh's shelf life. Like he he coaches intense, he coaches hard, he coaches passionately. That can rub on some guys, I think, yeah. over time, uh, especially if you're not really replenishing with a bunch of new young guys. You're kind of just keeping the same veterans in play or bringing in new veterans. Um, I'd, I'd be. It's interesting. Yeah, man. I'd be curious if McVeigh gets to a point where he'd love like a one or two year break 
like go do some easy yeah. TV or something. And it seems like he kind of needs to reset the the offensive scheme and philosophy a little bit too, right? I just can't, um, I just can't believe how I, I don't want to say underutilized because I'm not sure exactly why he's not more involved. But I thought Allen Robinson was going to be such a good addition for them. Took the words right out of but my mouth. But it just man. every was, game I, I watch him play thing. just is Cooper Cup over and over and over again, yeah. uh, which has been effective. But it just doesn't lead me to believe that it's a dynamic offense that's going to go a lot of places in the end. And I thought I thought Van Jefferson coming back was going to be yield a little bit more. You know, open the field up a little bit more for him. Get that third receiver in there. A few less reps for Skoranek or whatever that guy's name is, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. What, what, were, what um, were your feelings on uh, the Jaguars' loss to uh, to my Los Broncos in London? Oh, what a shitty loss, man. First of all, Sertain's a beast. Uh, 2.0. Sertain like, 2.0. Yeah, truly. Both their corners were uh, K1 Williams. And, uh, yeah, they, were, they got some dogs uh, on that defense. I don't know. Jags came out, looked pretty good in the first half. Trevor's just, I can't figure out Trevor, right? It's, its you know, I don't put it all on him. They've got, they still got a shitty wide receiver room or just, you know, like I'm glad. I like James Robinson a lot. I respect the hell out of him. I'm glad they moved on from him and committed to ETN. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he he looked great. I, I was. Um, offensive line's still a concern, but the, but man, like Marvin Jones and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, like, that ain't it, you know. Like Christian Kirk's been a good addition, but uh, I saw they just traded for Calvin the Ridley. Riddler. I know, which I I like. I I, I think it's truly a gamble. It's probably Randy. it's a gamble. It's a buy low. Uh, I I think if he gets back to what he was, that's that's a bona fide number one receiver for Trevor. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the game Sunday, and I was so impressed with Travis Etienne. Like he he runs hard. Yeah. He he seems super spry. I was that that was the biggest takeaway for the Jags for me. And I think yeah, everybody just wants Trevor to kind of really take that big step, uh, which he might. I think the, you know the season's early, but I think that's what everybody's waiting on. Yeah, there's there's some weird decisions going on. Uh, like the one on the goal, the interception on the goal line was mm-hmm. tough. But I'm not panicking yet. Like I you know. Most rookie seasons are like it's a rookie year and you you know you grow a little bit from it. I think his rookie season was so dysfunctional with with Urban and Shelley and the gang here where like it only now is he like back to square one equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Like it like it actually hurt his psyche and it was so like Brian Schottenheimer and Bevel and the whole thing like it was so dysfunctional that it set him back. And like, you know, it's not like he was coming out of some like he was coming out of Clemson. Like I, I don't think Dabo's, you know, one of the foremost offensive minds out there either, right? So, um, you know, I'm curious to see what happens the second half of this year. If he if he doesn't step up, then I think he can. Then I think we can start sounding the alarm. But we're we're midway through his second year in the yeah. league. Right? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And then I mean, Mister Unlimited. Just stepped up. The the Jags inexplicably kept playing man to man defense uh, down the stretch there, and uh, Mister Unlimited stepped up. Let's ride. Hats Let's off. It's all that workout he did on the flight. <laughs> How about that? Uh, TC, it is on the agenda, so I do want to address it. The Bengals game last night was a debacle. Obviously, not what anybody in Cincinnati 
expected, let alone wanted to see. Um, the the consistent theme of this season is that the offense just gets wrecked by elite pass rushers, whether it was Parsons in Dallas, TJ Watt and Hayward against Pittsburgh, uh, certainly Miles Garrett last night. They just are really struggling to block elite pass rushers. And <clears throat> the the I think the most concerning thing coming out last night is the injuries. Awuzier looks like he's going to be out for the year with an ACL. He was their top cornerback. Uh, of course, Jamar Chase missed the game. He's got a, a hip issue that's going to keep him out a few weeks at least. But he's got superhuman. But, but he might not be right? human, right? So we're encouraged about that. Um, yeah, just terrible game flow. I, I thought, you know, if the Bengals, if that pass on the first drive doesn't get tipped and intercepted, even if they get a field goal right, or maybe they punch it in for that opening touchdown. The, the Browns are so much better when they have a lead and can lean on that run game and the the defensive line. They pin their ears back. Uh, and so I thought the sequence right before halftime, the Bengals missed a field goal. McF- that was such a weird Yeah, McPherson uncharacteristically misses a field goal. Browns get the ball back. They hit a 55-yarder. Then get the ball coming out of halftime. It just... Things started to snowball, got away from in the second half. Not not a good performance. People are – I think there's a lot of alarm sounding in Cincinnati. Uh, I think some of it is very valid. There's also a camp that says, hey, last year the Bengals lost to the Jets, who were terrible. They got blown out by the same Browns team by 25 at home and were 5-4 and four going into the bye week. If the Bengals can beat a bad Panthers team this coming weekend, they'll be 5-4 and four going into the bye week this year. So there are some similarities to last year. I think the big difference right now, though, is some key injuries. So you just don't know if the magic, you know, the run is going to be there to end the season. I still have I, – I still feel great about Burrow. You know, it's who I want leading the offense. They just – it's coaching, it's scheme, it's individual, like it's it's individual performance. Jonah Williams has to be better as a left tackle. And that line, yep. they just have to be better. I think Joe Mixon has looked a little stale this year. I, certainly not the year people were expecting uh, behind a revamped offensive line. That's a little concerning. So... TC, we're going to learn, you know, it's the NFL. Things can change so quickly in the span of a week or two. Look at the Niners a couple weeks ago. I think, you know, people were ready to fire Shanny and the season seemed lost. Oh, not me. And and, not and me. now they got it turned around. So I'm not giving up. I'm not abandoning ship. Uh, they have to beat the Panthers, get into the bye at five and four, and then we'll we'll see what happens the last eight weeks of the year. I think two things stuck out to me. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep these targeted at these two things. Uh, I will not say anything about anything else here. Uh, I think P Ryan stinks. Uh, Somebody P Ryan, he's, he's like, they need a better pass catching back. I like watching him the last like year and a half, two years. It's just, he's just not good. Uh, I don't care how good he is in pass pro or whatever. Uh, There's no burst there. There's no threat to, break something open down the flats or anything like that. So that's that's one. And then two, I just think, you know, some of it's just injury luck, 
right? Like that's that's the NFL, right? You just got to get lucky. You just got to, you know, it'll be interesting. The Ravens have bought some groceries. They just traded for Roquan Smith. Yep. You know, Steelers seem to be a little bit of a tailspin, but also, you know, plenty of talent across that roster. Um, and then the Browns, I think, you know, that's the, that's the thing. It's like the Browns are... Chubb was running hard. You guys let the pooper. The pooper was yeah. get loose, and th- and that was a season uh, saver for the Browns last night. That yeah, that, uh, talk. Stefanski I mean, sucks. They they had to He's, win that like, game. So it's yeah. it's the NFL. Weirdly uh, though, I, I I just can't figure it out. The Browns have absolutely owned the Bengals. They've won five straight. I think they've won like eight of nine or something like that. Um, it's the one team in the division right now that the Bengals just cannot beat. I think the Browns may need to fire fire Stefanski and the staff. Bring in uh, bring in Ime Yudoka. <laughs> Seems like he would fit the culture there. God, that's a weird story. Ime, for folks that don't know, is the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets. They fired Steve Nash and hired. So, so they officially <clears throat> hired him. I th- yeah, that was. I mean, it's all but official, I believe. So, a guy that was suspended for cause for the season by the Celtics is now the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I, effective immediately. That was an internal suspension, not a not a league suspension. Very strange. Believe um, Joe Joe Sy, just no backbone whatsoever between this and the Kyrie bullshit. Who's like I was scrolling through Kyrie's. We can get to the NBA, but I was scrolling through Kyrie's Twitter account the other day, and just like holy shit, like what a lunatic. Like even setting aside all like the highly, you know, anti-Semitic stuff of just like, like what, like, like he's not even speaking English. It's I know. crazy. It, it's such a, it just feels like such a waste of like, like why do you have to be like this? I texted my buddy Dave, a Duke grad. I was like, dude, what's the, like, what's the sense among like Duke people about Kyrie? He's like persona non grata. Like, I don't think he's, I think Duke has like disowned him. Nobody really wants to claim him. But Monty Jones, who I love his podcast, he was talking about on his Monday show this week. Like, think about who could the net if the Nets wanted to get rid of Kyrie. His point was like, who are they going to trade him? Like, who wants Kyrie with the contract, the off court stuff, the you know he he can't be the best player on a championship. Like, I I don't know. But Monty's point was like he's kind of like playing him. He's acting his way out of the league. Like he might not be crazy. Anyway, we can do a little NBA. Uh, let's quickly go through yeah. just a few NFL quick hitters here. The the Jets or the Giants? TC, which New York football team are are you buying? Who's who's for real? Uh, I'd say neither. Um, I like the you know the Jets made made the move for Robinson. I'm going to say the Jets. I don't believe in Zach Wilson, but I think they've got more weaponry. Um, I think Robinson will get comfortable in that system. I like Saleh's defense. Uh, the Giants feel like a little bit more of a mirage to me, and they just don't have enough weapon. Like, if something happened to Saquon, they'd be SOL. I agree. I agree. Uh, are, are we buying the Eagles? Are the Eagles for real? <sighs> I mean, you want to talk about – we had that whole conversation about dogs earlier. You know, dog mentality. They have so much yeah, dog in them. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't really understand it. I don't really like Howie Roseman. I don't really like Sirianni. I just, I, like, I don't, they're just not my cup of tea, that team, that roster composition, that franchise. But, man, they're playing good football. So, yeah. 
you know, until they stop playing good football, you can't, you just got to take your hat off to them. I didn't see this coming though. And, you know, and they just had traded for Robert Quinn. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Um, so is stinky Dak still stinky Dak? I believe you called him something else earlier this week. Yeah. I called him league average Dak, which I think is probably a more apt. Like it's never, the thing's never been that he's, that he's terrible or that he shouldn't be in the league. It's that like he stinks in relation to, he's not a top five quarterback or he's not a top quarterback in relation to like how he's, which is really paid, at the heart right? of how you and I use the word stinks. I, it's, it's, yes. it's a very subjective relative term. <clears throat> and Sturm wrote an article and basically said as much of like, hey, like he's not like it's on Dak to elevate this team to the next level. Otherwise, like what's the money for? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, and I know that NFL contracts are cyclical on the quarterback front, especially where like, you know, the next guy to get paid is going to be the highest guy, you know, highest paid guy in the league. And you kind of go on from there. But I, like I thought the real story of the game was Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's a, a dog. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you know, um, I think he should he should get more and more reps as the season goes along here. Um, God, that that game was a track meet for whatever reason. That was the national game that was on here in Jacksonville uh, on Sunday, and then we had I think we had the Eagles Seahawks game on as well, which which was a tough. It was it was kind of it was kind of tough in the local market here last weekend. But so so I actually I watched a lot of Fields and I watched a lot of Dak and. Um, yeah, Fields. I mean, he's got he's got legs. Uh, they just traded for for Chase Claypool. The Bears did, uh, but I'm just not seeing the elite, you know, arm traits that Poosh has been crowing about. You know, Poosh wanted to pat him on the head for making a you know a three part read Ugh, the other day. God, as well, which uh, that was tough. I think the um, I don't know what to do with the Cowboys. I don't know what to do with the Seahawks either, Randy. It's unbelievable. I mean, hats off to Geno Smith, Pete Carroll. I, I think the story of the NFL year, in my opinion, the Seahawks, everybody thought they were easily the worst team, the worst roster, and they sit at five, and, and they're fun. They score a lot of points. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Ken Walker yeah. 3.0. Certified Tyler Lockett. That was a great draft pick. Yeah, DK seems to have some superhuman healing tendencies. <laughs> Defense is better than expected. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it, that's another team and franchise that like I don't really I don't understand their player evaluation and some of the stuff, but it yeah. works. Yeah. You know? Uh I think we're both very low on Kyler and Cliff out in Arizona. I'm actually a little surprised Cl- Kingsbury still has a job. I, I feel like he's been begging yeah. to be fired for a while now. Yeah. Uh, Cliff stinks. Kyler stinks. Uh, it seems like Isaiah T- Simmons might stink. Um, I, DeAndre Hopkins is back and it's still the same old might shit. Be a, might, uh, they've might be a little on, bit of a bad guy. They've whiffed on too, so many receivers. For, for some yeah. rumbling. Uh, the Falcons, I think I think your NFL coach of the year so far is Arthur Smith. Well, him or Carroll, right? I, I, I think Art Smith is just the job he's done there is. Incredible. I think the Falcons are I think they're gonna win the NFC South. I really do. I think they 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 know who they are. They're not the best team, but they're just gonna keep trying to run the ball at you. And I the Bucks are I think the Bucks are about to fall off a cliff. The Saints are yeah. having injury problems. And they have an Andy Dalton. The Panthers problem. obviously suck. Uh I think the Falcons are primed to sneak into the wild card weekend this year, which is crazy. It's 
crazy too because the Falcons like they have some weapons. Like I guess they like they they used Pitts a little bit better this past week than they hadn't, but they like Drake London's gone missing in the offense. You know, so it's like they can't get both of them involved. Um, you know, the defense is really well coached. I don't know. I just like Mariota like isn't good, but like he's not losing them football games. I'd I'd personally like to see Ritter get a little run. I don't think there's any downside to it. Um but I don't know. It's 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 an interesting roster. I'm just like I'm so I've been so excited for the rebuild, but it's like they they were they they were in such a shitty caps like cap space position and just talent position that like it took 2 years just to get to the rebuild and this should be like the nadir, but it's not. We're starting from a place of competency, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're almost like they're rebuilding, but they're somehow having like a pretty good season too. Now, granted, the NFC South stinks, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I wrote here, we kind of touched on the Steelers, but do you think our guy Ryan Burr is getting nervous about his picket tweet yet? Or do you think it's way too early? I don't think he is. I don't think he is, Randy. I think he, he knows. He just I mean, that's knows. what he does. Exactly. So, you know, I think Burr, between covering anything Charlie Woods does and knowing when he sees greatness. I think he's, you know, he's, he's got carte blanche on those okay. two things. All right. Uh, I saw the Vikings made a trade today, picking up uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they're buying some groceries. I, I still can't believe the Vikings are for real. And me too. Um, I still think of this Vikings team exactly as I thought of Zimmer's Viking teams where they like, Pretty much the offense puts up a lot of great stats and they'll win some games, but then they lose a lot of games that they shouldn't. And this year's team has not done that. But I still don't trust them. And I think that probably starts with Cousins. Yeah. And then uh, that's similar to how I feel about the Titans as well. Like I feel like the Titans and the Vikings, I'd put them in like the exact same bucket. Like, cool, they they decent offensive line, good running game, you know, fundamentally Coach defense and like you just no. can't trust them. And speaking of not trusting, I, <laughs> they are not ready to trust Malik Willis yet. Yeah, I missed that. Did how'd that go? Uh, well, his line he went six for ten for fifty five yards and an interception. They gave okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> they gave Derrick Henry the ball thirty two times. Like at that point, should should they just like line up Derrick Henry and like in the wildcat and just let him? Yeah, because he and Hilliard combined for three hundred yards on like forty carries. So it was truly just like, yeah, we're just gonna run the ball. It was like last night when the when the Browns lined up Chubb, the Wildcat, and like like the Bengals weren't gonna stop no, that. No, <laughs> not at all. Like when you need to get three or four yards, yeah. I the yeah. So, um, speaking of Malik Willis, uh, Hugh Freeze got a big extension uh, at Liberty. So ch- I'm so chuffed for uh, for Sturm. Biggest Liberty Hugh Freeze fan I know. Congrats. Yeah, he's a flamer. Congrats, Bob. I know you're listening. Uh, Tennessee, uh, DC. I haven't watched much college football at all, but I do know that Tennessee is wrecking people. Yeah, crazy. I, I think the the uh, SEC East is certainly better when Tennessee's back yeah. involved. Uh, I don't really like Tennessee, but I kind of like the like redneck edge that they bring to the <laughs> right, proceedings. Right. You know, they're uh, yeah, they're like you know they ran over Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's like a solidly coached talented roster they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses they're like they're not spectacular they're not gonna put up a shitload of points or anything like that but they're gonna play good defense and tennessee just he pants them and hooker um, who came over from Vatech is having 
a video game season. Josh Heupel. I mean, yeah. I think Scott Frost got a lot of the shine, but it, it turns out maybe Josh Heupel is, uh, was actually the dude. What do you think Scott Frost is doing right now? You know, if I were Scott Frost, I would be, I don't know if he's like a golf guy. Like literally like whatever you like doing, Scott, I hope is what you're doing right now because you're just getting paid a ton of money. Just go do something you enjoy. Hopefully he's traveling. Honestly, that's what I would do. He's probably doesn't want to be around Nebraska at all. Doesn't want to be wherever he lived in Omaha. I, I would, <laughs> I'd get away. I'd get away. Speaking of getting away, Brian Harson. He's out at Auburn. Uh, I read somewhere, I think Auburn's paying $37 million a year in uh, to pay Gus Malzahn and, and now Brian Harson not to coach their football team, which is really special. Incredible. They just hired the AD from Mississippi State, I think, which I hope that guy got a massive, massive sum of money and some, you know, a, like an eight-year mandate to turn this ship around. Because what, like, what a dysfunctional institution Auburn is. I mean, they just, they bite each other's heads off. Everybody hates yeah. each other. The trustees, the athletic department, the president, the students, like it's, it's truly, it's like a Royal Rumble, complete chaos, just poison. They should, they should think about bringing back your guy, Senator Tub Tuberville. I think they should bring, uh, bring Petrino in or Herb, Urban. Herb would be the Herb perfect would thrive fit in that, in, in that, that dysfunction, in that environment. Like, do you think they care who Herb recruit? No, they don't care if guys are getting arrested. Yeah. No, I think I think Herb would would thrive. I think that'd be match made in heaven. Herb and Shelley on yeah. the plains. God, oh, that's the good stuff. So, uh, I don't know much about uh, this DC. I feel like it was worth mentioning. I think a Michigan player got jumped in the tunnel by some Michigan State guys after their game. Uh, I think it was. It looked bad. Maybe was bad. I don't know much beyond that, Randy. I know you're a you're a uh, kind of a pseudo Michigan man. I used to be. I used to be of sorts. Uh, you know, Michigan's kind of they're kind of hardos under Harbaugh and everything. But yeah, it sounds like they you know clearly weren't in the, in the wrong here. Their player getting jumped. Second incident in what three or four weeks? Yeah, at the tunnel there at the big house. Um, do you think? I don't know. Do you think Mich Michigan State regrets giving Mel Tucker like? What was it, 100 mil over eight years or whatever? Uh, I think it's probably too early to say that. I think, you know, there was bound to be some regression after last year. Probably, you know, he still has yet to turn the roster over as well. So I, th I think we got to wait till like year three. Okay. Maybe year four to to equate that. This was always bound to be a down year, I think, for, for the Spartans. Speaking yeah. of down years, Texas and, Texas and Oklahoma, Texas potentially not back. Um, you know, Oklahoma, I don't really blame quite as much. It seems like Lincoln Riley left the the cupboard a little bare. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm excited to see both those teams in the SEC next year, just or in, in a couple of years, whenever Five. they go. Just, you know, it's like, yeah, man, like it's not as easy when you're not playing fucking Baylor and, you know, like a fraudulent Oklahoma State team. That's exactly week. right. Like they better get used to five and three. I, I don't see how they're going to, they're going to be just other, just another program in the SEC, which I do think. I, I do think the SEC being the lords of college football, along with the Big Ten, they're they're not going to stand for that very long. Like they're not going to say, "Okay, we have a conference full of all these marquee programs. 
and you know one of them gets to go to the playoff, right? Or maybe two of them. I, I just feel like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to drive some new reality of big-time college football where more of their teams can go 9-3 and three, but still have a chance in some type of playoff environment. Because Texas yeah. and Oklahoma fans aren't going to – I mean, they're used to being national title contenders year after year. I just It's not going to work. I, it was super interesting to see the Big 12 sign a new media rights deal. Yeah. Too. Getting Everybody paid. in Cincinnati's fired up. Bearcats are going to the Big 12. I I hate Cincinnati, TC. Um you know, I hate Cincinnati football. Both of my parents went to Cincinnati. I've always been a Cincinnati basketball fan. I can't stand Cincinnati football. <clears throat> I can't stand Luke Fickle yeah. either. He's 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 Trestle 2.0 is exactly what he feels like. Yeah, he seems like just like a little goody yeah. two shoes, little Yeah. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Dipshit. Yeah. Not a Get fan. Get him out of here. Uh, all right, NBA, some quick... TC, your jazz are absolutely wrecking people. It's kind of like the it Falcons is, thing, is. man. It's like they're supposed to be in a teardown, and they're playing, they're playing fundamental sound basketball. Take note, Randy. Take note. Well, I was. I put in here my Kings are off to a rough start. They started 0-4. Close games, though. I, I, it's not as... Sounds bad. I don't think it's as bad as just saying 0-4. Uh, and they have won two straight. They beat the Heat, which is great, and then they just got a road win in yeah. Charlotte. So I'm hopeful. Uh, really, Kevin Horder, Herder from the Hawks has been sensational. Um, are they at least they fun are. to watch? They are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll see. Uh, what else in the, uh, in the association? Oh, this is a good question for you. What's what's your favorite early season train wreck so far? The Lakers, who until recently were winless, uh, everybody's blaming Russell for their failures. Is it the Nets? Just fired Steve Nash. Kyrie's a, a mental head case. Durant, of course, one of your favorites is there. Maybe the Sixers, who are struggling. People think Doc Rivers might be on the chopping block. What uh, what do you take? pleasure in the most uh, early season train wreck wise I mean first of all I don't know how Doc Rivers is thriving right now the price of oil right oil shout out to the (laughs) the Jim Rome show I forget what caller that was we could fix the fix the supply issues with OPEC just by drilling you know drilling a couple (laughs) wells on Doc's forehead never not be funny Um, it's got to be the Lakers and I'll tell you why Randy because LeBron is incapable of tweeting, I could care like I couldn't care less correctly. He always says I I could care less, and it's like that's not what it like that's not the right use of that. Mm. I don't. I just I love seeing LeBron put like try to put together these super teams. In that I struggle. did get a kick out of LeBron saying publicly that um, oh god, what football team was he done supporting? No, like no, football NFL. or soccer. Uh, okay, and he was like, "So, so I'm a Browns fan now." And people are like, "Uh, <laughs> who want?" LeBron might be like Poosh, where like he's like a he's a Yankees fan. I know that. Oh, he's not a Cowboys fan anymore, <laughs> or something. He switched from the Cowboys to the Browns because he didn't like. There was something I'm going to get this wrong, but I think he like didn't like. Jerry making him stand for the anthem or something. So he's like, so now I'm officially a Browns fan. And people are like, 
Well, dude, you like? Do you know who their quarterback? Like, do you know what's going on with the Browns? It's just I don't know. He kind of put his foot in his mouth. I, I feel like LeBron and, G- and Jimmy Haslam probably probably wouldn't see eye to eye. I'm guessing not either. You know what? I'm also a Russ guy. I like Russ. I like, I think Russ plays I've always hard at least. liked Russ. I think he's flawed. I, I I think he at this point in his career he probably needs to take on some different roles. But he he he's a maniac. He he. Yeah, yeah, it's 82 games a year. No one plays harder, which I do respect. And it's not his fault he's like miscast or that they, you know, they should have never traded for him or put him on that team. So that's kind of, that's that's on them, right? And the Sixers, I don't know. I get no pleasure out of the Nets or the Sixers. They just, like, they don't do it for me. I, I just, no, I just, you know, like Ben, although Ben Simmons, like, Straight up, like not being able to shoot. Right. He's on the Nets. To me, the Nets are the most wild. unlikable. I, I think the Nets for sure are the most unlikable right now with with Kyrie and Simmons and and KD's whole thing, demanding a trade this summer and coming back. Uh, the Sixers. I just have He's residual like the whole process. Like get that shit out of here, man. I, I still can't root for him. The Lakers. Yeah, I'm not going to root for them. Uh, but I think the Nets are what I'm relishing the most right now. Cleveland. They look the great. Land. Donovan Mitchell, I haven't hand up. I haven't watched a Cleveland game. I just checked the box scores. It seems like Mitchell is playing unbelievable basketball. That Cleveland team is a ton of fun. I, I really cannot wait to watch them in the playoffs this spring. Yeah, I, I've caught a few uh I've caught a few Cleveland games. I've caught a few Pelicans Ooh. games too. Uh Pelicans are fun to watch. I was at Solly's house the other night for the other afternoon for the Georgia Florida game, it's people over made chili. It was delicious, but they uh, his neighbor was just he was preaching to me about the I Pelicans. James, he was just he was he, he was proselytizing me. So uh, yeah, I went home and I, I watched the Pelicans. They are fun, you know. When Zion's so, healthy, yeah, yeah, they're fun. I would just throw the Grizzlies into that group. They're must watch, man. Yeah, whenever they're on like national TV, I'm like. Dude, I'm, I'm watching. And they're that the rear team tonight. that has the the style and flash with jaw, but also they're just like tough as hell. They're substantive. And I respect that. Yeah, it's like a house that's like built with bricks. Mm-hmm. And their yeah. fan base is incredible. It's like oh, incredible yeah. fan base. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a note here about uh, the the Golden State Phoenix game. Not not new ground to cover there. I got a kick out of Clay Thompson uh, getting in Devin Booker's ass, but. I do think that would be a great seven-game series, the Warriors and the and the Suns. Hopefully, we get that at some point uh, in the playoffs. And I am still a little mad at Luca and the Mavs for denying us that last year in the playoffs. What? Uh, where do you fall out on like Aiton and the Suns? Are you buying? I think they're yeah. Like on paper, I I, I like them. I think Aiton has a skill set that's extremely additive right he's like a a like a skilled big man who can score it i like booker um chris paul is really good i know i know you don't like chris paul and he's had his playoff shortcomings but he is really good uh point guard he's just getting old i and they have great wings mikhail bridges Cam Johnson uh, is a great shooter. Yeah. I, I like their team. I ultimately think I, I don't really trust. I guess Paul and Aiton, maybe even Booker in like a playoff setting, especially after last year. But I do think they have enough to make an NBA final if things go their way. 
The uh, I'm just looking here. I didn't look at the stats and or at the standings in a little bit. The Blazers I, and I'm not buying the bla- I I that's where it's yeah. like we're a week into the season. It's it's tough to parse out like what's a mirage and what's not. I'll tell you what, I'm hoping is a mirage. <laughs> it's the Magic, Los Magic, one in six. Randy, I know they've they're but they're dealing with injuries. I know Suggs has been hurt. Um, our buddy Matt Bartnick has texted me. He's watched the Magic a few times. Says Bancaro is the real deal. Certified stud pro, which is good, I guess, if you're a Magic fan. Yeah. The uh, the rebuilding Rockets seem to be kind of taking on the, the Thunder's mantle. It's like, hey, we're just going to accumulate as much like, long talent as yeah, we possibly yeah. can. And I would put the Spurs... So up there with the Jazz, as far as team, everybody expected them to be in full tank mode, and at least through the first week, I think the Spurs are five and two, um, which is crazy because <laughs> they just released the the guard. Yeah, that dude. Well, he can't be exposing himself to people. That's not good. No, it's crazy. That just like that whole I, story. I do think Popovich That's... is too proud to actually tank. Like he strikes me as somebody like Belichick. I, and this is total me from an outside opinion, but I, I imagine him like I do Bill Belichick where perversely, weirdly, I think those guys might enjoy taking a quote-unquote bad roster and just seeing how much yeah. they can get out of it. Probably far more enjoyable than like them having a roster they know is not quite good enough to get it done or hanging yeah. on to... Right. roster through you know, the last Especially, two seasons. I mean, you have all the scary. titles. You, you ha- you've done everything. Like, give me a young team with that nobody expects anything out of. And I, I could just picture them getting a real thrill out of that. They also, like, they got too good too like, they're not, they didn't tank properly either, right? They kind of got too good too quickly. Well, that's why everybody thought they were going to tank this year for the the French freak, Wembignana, because they were like, the Spurs, they got ridiculously lucky with the David Robinson pick, and then they timed a one-season tank job to get Tim Duncan. And then that's why people were like, dude, the Spurs, one-season tank job, grab the French guy, and like they're going to be back for the next dozen years. But we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Um, I guess like we got a couple more MB- non-NBA things. I still haven't listened to that curling <laughs> podcast. I need to we'll put it on the burner for right now. Yeah, um, I do want to thank everybody that's reached out about uh, the um, uh, New Orleans. P- people have reached out. Like I've gotten like thirty messages from people with like recommendations. Uh, you know, I guess the World War II Museum is not to be missed. I people told me that too. I, I obviously I didn't go, but yeah, people have said it's fantastic. Um, Randy, I. I this was breaking across the wire before we came on. I don't think we can properly dig into it, but I guess last thing is there's a cornhole contest. This is, yeah, this is late breaking cornhole. across the wire. Apparently, some question about whether the bags a team was using were too thin. Uh, we're gonna have to do a lot of digging into the uh, the cornhole controversy. But w- by the way, did you see the the fisherman pleaded? I did. I think not guilty. Yeah. TC, let me ask you this before so, we get out of here. Pickleball, it, it's hot in the streets right now. Are, are you for it or against it? What side of the pickleball net, if you will, do you fall on? I'm agnostic right now. I, I've, you know, my folks started playing, as I'm yes, sure, they I'm sure yours have. Uh, 
Uh, all the olds seem to be playing it. It's uh, they put in. They took out one of the tennis courts near my house. They put in a couple pickleball courts. I've heard rumors of, of different clubs, you know, hiring a director of pickleball. I've never played it, Randy. I've, and you, you know what? I've never really played paddle tennis either. So I don't really have anything to equate it to. Played a lot of ping pong, a lot of tennis, but nothing kind of. Yeah, everybody in says them. pickleball is kind of like ping pong, except life size, right? Like you're on the on the court. I've never played pickleball. I'm against it. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, I would throw Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler played in some match. I think you know all kinds of celebs are buying pickleball franchises or investing in a pickleball league or something. I, no thanks. Like if you're in shape and you're young, go out and play tennis. I I don't begrudge the olds for playing pickleball, but I don't need it to be a mainstream thing. Don't need pickleball in my life. Randy, I appreciate that that take. It's it's bold, it's brash, it's brave. You're gonna get people coming at you from all directions, especially Which, the olds. The, you know, a lot of whom are already fired up true. about a lot of different things. I, I don't begrudge the olds, but if you're young and in shape, don't tell me how amazing pickleball is. Go play tennis. <laughs> you don't you don't begrudge the olds, but the olds are sure, yes. certainly gonna yes. begrudge you. Yes. All right. I'll leave that there. Latron, I so. will see you tomorrow in Florida. Can't wait can't wait to meet julius it's just gonna be we're gonna be best buds at first sight i feel like he's excited to get to know you he told me (laughs) told me that directly uh lou turner provided a forecast he said it's you know risk of a little bit of moisture on saturday possibly but he said it's going to be delightful thursday friday saturday likely delightful maybe some a passing shower or two wonderful all right well we'll get out of here until next time uh tc thank you for all you do you too, big.